The Word of the Lord from Luke chapter 18, verses 15 to 17. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the little children come to me, and do not hit for such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a ch- child shall not enter it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation for this Lutheran Women's Missionary League Rally Saturday comes from the gospel passage that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for this sermon, Live Your Jesus Adventure. Lois always yells at me when I call her an old lady. I'm not entirely sure I directly have ever really called her that, per se. But I do wax eloquently about my beloved widows here at Faith and... Maybe, just maybe, I let it slip that some of them are a smidge older than others. No disrespect intended. I'm getting used to being nearly the oldest one on staff now, so I don't see it as an insult. It just is what it is. I'm just thankful I am not a cranky old man. Old man, old-fashioned, antique, or even vintage are some of the terms used to describe me by my 20 and 30-somethings on church staff, but never cranky. And for that, I'm grateful. Because the truth is, 90% of what I do at Faith, even with the school ministry included, is what we would describe as senior ministry. And I love it. Retired people are a dream for pastors. You have the time to volunteer. You know exactly how to run a church. You go to everything. We lead at the church, and for the first time in your lives, you have some disposable income to give to church. What more could a pastor want? But even though that is my avocation now, I am still a kid at heart. I love greeting the kids when they come in every morning to school. I love it when babies lunge out at my outstretched arms for the first time. And there's nothing better than a toddler who wants to tell you how important their day is and wants to hug you and wrestle with you every chance they get. Kids are the best. Sweet, innocent, and joyful. There have been so many times that young parents would run up to Marcy and ask her, is my son or daughter bothering him? As I'm reading books to the kids, playing catch at a staff party, or blowing bubbles over and over and over and over again. And Marcy simply smiles in reply, Oh, I can assure you, he is in heaven right now. I love kids. And so does Jesus in our lesson today. But all the aforementioned reasons I gave you just now are not the reasons why. You see, coming into the kingdom as a little child is not so much about the children as it is about us. Now, as we look at this text and see the disciples trying to shoo the children away, I want us to consider giving the poor disciples a break. In our context today, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to die on the cross. While the disciples did not realize this at the time, they probably saw the tension in his face because, of course, 
he knew what was coming. So the disciples were really just trying to help Jesus out by keeping the rascally ones at bay. So Jesus could deal with whatever was causing such consternation on his face. We're just like the disciples that way. I know when my boys were young and Marcy had enough of them with me away all day, I would come home and say, come on, boys, let's go outside and play and give mama a break for a while. Then she could finally rest, take a nap, or do whatever she couldn't get done all day because of their constant attention. One of the loveliest things about this gospel reading is that Jesus, despite all that was about to transpire, made time for the children and for one of the most powerful, teachable moments for the disciples saying, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So when Jesus said it this way, what did he mean? What does he mean by behaving like a little child? I remember a funny comedian once telling the audience how he replied when a friend asked him how he slept after a hard night of drinking and partying. I told him I slept like a baby. His friend replied, wow, that's great. Then the comedian continued. What I meant by that is, I was up every two hours crying, I soiled the sheets, and I wet the bed. So much for the joys of being like a little child. And anyone that has raised a child knows it's not a Hallmark special or family sitcom that works out perfectly at the end of every episode. No, there are bumps and bruises, vomit in the car seat, and dirty diapers to change. Not to mention the dreaded public tenter tantrums. Marcy and I always watched for the fatal diminishing points of return and scurried to the car to head home once we realized we had reached that point. This is the reality of children. But Jesus uses them as an example of what we are to be in his kingdom nonetheless. So we do well to understand just why. Many over history have had quite the opinion of what Jesus meant. Lord Tennyson tells of going early one morning into the bedroom of his little grandson and seeing the child worshiping the sunbeam playing on the bedpost. As we grow older, we begin to live in a world which has grown old and gray and tired. The child lives in a world with a sheen on it, a world in which God is always nearby. Maybe this is the Christian every time they hear the gospel or sit down to worship in word and sacrament. The sheen of Christ shines brightly for them in all that God provides. Some suggest that children seem to be consistently trustful of loving parents. They never show any concern as to where the next meal might be found or whether they will have clothes to wear. They simply hop in the car and have nary a worry about arriving at the intended destination. Maybe their trust in their parents is as absolute as ours should be in our Heavenly Father. Others believe children are obedient. Obviously, there are minor rebellions, but they are not joyful in their obstinance because they know they have done wrong and do not want that separation from their parent, but rejoice at release from time out and being with their loving parent once again. So maybe when we sin, 
We should rejoice at our forgiveness of sins, rendered unto us seventy times, seven times by our loving Father, should our angry rebellion require it. Finally, many concede that children have an amazing capacity to forgive. They want to be friends again and yearn for it. I will never forget when my youngest son hit his older brother who started crying from the abusive swing to the face. To the corner, he was banished for his inappropriate behavior. But long before his punishment was to be over, my older son joined him in the corner and implored that he would be let out sooner so they could play again. The very same infraction meted out between adults would most likely result in no forgiveness at all for the seriousness of the crime, forever keeping friends separated that once loved each other like brothers. Maybe these are the very qualities that Jesus was referring to, or maybe, just maybe, it's really even simpler than that. A baby is helpless and in constant need for their survival, much more than any other animal on the planet. Almost every animal can basically survive after birth with some guidance and protection from their mother, but usually that's about all. But the human child is utterly and completely dependent in every way, with no way to survive lest their mother nurtures, feeds, and comforts them in all ways. This is truly us before Jesus, utterly dependent on him and all that he provides for our salvation. And that, my dear sisters in Christ, is the real adventure. Our living, that adventure life, in Christ, in all things. Living life that recognizes and utterly believes that his death on that cross meant the life of adventure we could never have had without him. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.